Greetings from Longtime No See, the podcast. Every week, we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! What would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on? A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my God, Jack almost fell off his chair. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Not all that glitters is gold. Half the story has never been told. Because righteousness governs the world. Come take a musical journey. From the suburbs of Long Island to the ghettos of Kingston. A heartbreaking overdose. A disturbing discovery. The last chance to redeem a stolen legacy. Broadcasting live and direct from the rolling red hills on the outskirts of Kingston, Jamaica from a magical place at the intersection of words, sound, and power. The red light is on. Your dial is set. The frequency in tune to the Rootsland podcast. Stories that are music to your ears. In the reggae anthem Get Up Stand Up, the whalers sing, not all that glitters is gold. Half the story has never been told. My friend Brian always dreamed he could make the world a better place. Maybe by me telling his story, he still can. Consequence Podcast Network presents Rootsland, Season 1, Reggae Junkie Joe. Whole barrage of righteous people out there. Because sometimes the story is the best song. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcast, and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. Hey, it's Kyle Meredith from the Kyle Meredith With Podcast. After 15 years of reporting on your favorite pop culture, Consequence of Sound is relaunching as simply Consequence. And they're kicking off this new era with a fresh rebrand and a newly designed website. The rebrand more accurately represents Consequence expanded coverage scope, which now includes music, film, and TV, as well as Heavy Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network. 
With a focus on optimal usability across desktop and mobile devices, the new website offers readers a sleek, fast-loading experience that's easy to navigate. Further, a new premium members section will offer features such as a customizable homepage, desktop and mobile notifications for your favorite artists, an ad-free experience, access to exclusive giveaways, and other unique content. So what are you waiting for? Head to consequence.net for your pop culture needs in both the mainstream and the underground. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Consequence Podcast Network. Welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thank you so much for uh, taking some time, making your way here and checking out this series. Hopefully you like what you hear enough to hit the subscribe button. I put out three new interviews every single week, a brand new one every Monday, Wednesday and Friday. So if you want to keep up with your favorite artists, discover some new ones, know what's happening in the music world. You can subscribe at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Three new interviews every week, a brand new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I'm Kyle Meredith. Today, I'm talking with one of the most legendary vocalists of all time and one of my favorite folks to listen to, Mary Clayton. She's got a new record. It's called Beautiful Scars. This is her first album in over 25 years. And I'm going to be talking with this legendary singer about why gospel music speaks so deeply to her and the message of uh, uh, perseverance, faith, and how her trust in God got her through after losing both of her legs in a car accident back in 2014. Uh, you might know Mary from uh, the uh, 20 Feet from Stardom uh, documentary that came out uh, just before that. One of the greatest documentaries that you, you definitely have to check it out if you've never seen it before. She's going to take us through some of her history that we did learn about in that documentary. But beyond that, like knowing Sam Cooke when she was young, she covers Sam on this new record. Uh, she even talks about hanging with Muhammad Ali while singing with Ray Charles, backing up Carol King on the Tapestry album. I mean, she has done it all. But more in the present tense, we will get a story of how uh, Coldplay's Chris Martin came to write a song for her and her backing up Coldplay on the uh, Kaleidoscope record of, uh, as well. And we'll turn those clocks back to 1971. It was 50 years ago that she released her self-titled record, Mary Clayton. This found her uh, covering songs like uh, Leon Russell's A Song For You, which she updates on this new record. Uh, she did uh, Southern Man, one of the greatest readings of that song ever. So I, I want to hear about, uh, first off, that uh, that record, what it said back then, and what it still says today. So let's get into this. I am so honored to be talking with her. It's Kyle Meredith with Mary Clayton. Hi, Kyle. How are you? Well, first off, beautiful scars. I mean, I know it's been a long time since you've had a proper album out here. This, it, It's such a powerful statement that you made on this. It's beautiful, the music that you're oh, doing. Thank you. Let, let's start from the beginning because, uh, you know, here you've got this. You, you could have done a lot of, uh, I guess, types of music. You went for the gospel sound. And, and why exactly? What spoke to you? What pushed you in that direction? Well, when you've been through uh, what I've been through, you're going you're gonna to call on the Lord, honey. <laughs> it was it pushed me in that area because, number one, I never left that area. I was always... Um, 
I came from gospel. That's what I know. That's what I've known since I was a little girl. You know, the other thing just came because that's what it was. But I've always been, you know, singing. Everything that come out of my mouth is gospel because it's always the good news. That's a great line right there. I got to remember that yeah. one. It's, yeah. But there's, there, there is something about it. There's something like... You know, I, I guess I was trying to do the comparison, and I'll just generically say pop music and everything, but there is something more powerful. And, and maybe it's the words, but it's it, like, what is it? Because it feels like there's even more emotion when it comes from this type of music. We like to call it the spirit. It's the spirit of a thing. I remember when we were doing Kenny, uh, Kenny Feats with Stardom, and um, Steve McQueen came to introduce us, the, the, uh, the director from Amsterdam. Uh, he did. Uh, he won the same year we won to 12 Years of Slave. And he and I were sitting and we were talking. And before he introduced us, he said to me, he said to the audience, he said, you know, I want to, I want to introduce these ladies. He said, but um, Miss Mary and I were sitting and we were talking. He said, and I just realized it's not really what they, not only what they bring to the table, but it's the spirit of what they bring. See, there's a spirit to everything that you do. It's up to you what you make it. You know, but there's always been a spirit to everything that I've done. And um, we like to call it the Holy Spirit. You know, there is a spirit to music. There's a spirit in the way you talk. There's, there's, there's a way that a spirit and how you navigate through life, you know. And we, some people, I, I carry that spirit with me through everything that I do for some reason. You know, it's part of my gift. Well, it comes off so powerful. And of course, we've known that, you know, all throughout the years from the music. I mean, that that spirit has always been there, you know, in yeah, the rock yeah. songs and in everything. I mean, I can tell that. But Right. And I'm, I'm glad about it. <laughs> and apparently everybody that I worked with was glad about it, too. <laughs> they kept calling so. me for the same spirit every time we worked together. Mary, can you give us some more of that? I said, well, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> So this record with Beautiful Scars then, you know, as I wrote down on my paper, it seems to be an album about perseverance and faith. I mean, yeah, again, absolutely. just just singing about, you know, just singing about the Holy Word and God, that can be one thing, but there seems to be a, a definite direction uh, on this. What did you want to say? Well, what I basically wanted to say, Kyle, was that when you come through something in life, you have got to know that you know, that you know, that you know, that you have a belief system inside of you that's going to bring you through it. And what I'm basically trying to say to people is that, you know, you, you can make it. You can make it through anything. God is putting us everything that we need to make it through anything. But you're going to dig deep and you have to trust and believe that that's what's going to happen. First of all, you have to say it with your mouth. I'm going to make it through this. I don't know how. I don't know when, I don't know where, and I don't know why, but I'm going to make it through this. I never, ever thought that I was not going to make it through. I never thought that. I always thought that everybody around me knew that I was going to make it through this. So what I'm basically saying is that you can make it through, but you've got to, you, you got to really dig deep into your heart, your soul, and in your spirit, and know that you can make it through. I'm trying to tell people, you can make it. You know, if I can come out of what I've come out of, and I have been through the fire and the rain, 
but I made it through and I came out shining like gold. There's that, there's that, you know, as we read your bio, you know, you, you wake up in the hospital and those, those are the first words out of your mouth. I can still shine. And I, I mean, right. I, the hair on my arm stood up when I read that. Yeah. And, yes, I mean, and you know where that comes from, uh, Kyle? It came from a song that my dear friends Ashford and Simpson wrote for me for, from a movie that I did called uh, Made to Order. And um, I called Nick and Val and I said, oh, I'm doing this film and I need a song so bad. So Valerie said, wait a minute, let me give you to Nick, give you to Nick. So Nick plays the phone. Hey, Mary, baby. I said, hey, Nick, I, said, I need a song so bad for this film. Send us the script. They got the script, and in two weeks, I had the song called I Can Still Shine. And Harris, friend, you know, just in the back of my neck, my husband was alive then, and we, we, we got the song, and we went over the song, and the song, the lyrics of the song is, love, uh, is I've loved good and I've loved hard. Better days I've never seen. Now I made the wrong with some right moves. You know what I mean. Just like you, I've been waiting for the right one to come through. Love is, and life is hard. And even though it gets hard sometimes, it gets hard sometimes, I can still shine. And that came up in my spirit. I don't know where that came from in the hospital, but, I mean, it just came up and said, okay, I don't care what you've been through. I don't care what the world has put you through right now. You can, You still belong to me. And you're going to still shine through this, you know? So I just made it up and I said, okay, that's it. First of all, let me tell you, this is funny. I said, well, uh, Miss Mary, how are you doing? That's what they gave me this news about my legs. So I decided, that's okay. They gave me that news. I said, hmm, then that's something. And then I said, let me try my throat. So I said, did anything happen to my throat? They said, oh, no, we knew you were singing. We got to make sure that your vocal, everything works out because that's not your vocal cords. So I tried to sing. And when I can still shine came out of these vocal cords, I knew that I was going to be okay. My sister did too. She said, oh, let's just leave out of here. She's signal. She'll be fine. <laughs> She'll be fine. My, 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 my family calls me baby sister. She looked at me. She said, oh, baby sister, see me. She'll be fine. Let me can leave. Come on, doctor. She'll, come on. She led the doctors on out the room. She'll be fine. She's singing. <laughs> that was the funniest thing. When I look back on that, I said, my God. She ushered the doctors out of the room. <laughs> and oh, she'll be fine. She's singing. If she's singing, she would. Yeah. Is that a great story? <laughs> it is a great story. I love that moment. Yeah. And and of course, it's so easy to to draw the parallels of what you were going through in that moment and what we as a society are going through these days. There's um, yeah. there's a the, the last track on the record. It's you and I believe your granddaughter. And, and she says, will this be my generation's good old days? Oh, you're going to make me cry right there, right there, <laughs> right there. You're going to make me cry because when, when, when that baby, you know, when she said, when she said that, she looked at me, she said, well, grandma, he's going to be my dad. Oh, but it was more stuff before that. You know, they had to take some of it out because it was just, it was too much, you know, it was just too touching. She said, she was talking about school shootings and the violence in the street. And listen, wait a minute, we're getting too deep right now. And she looked at me and her eyes got real watery. as if to say, Grandma, really, is this really going to be my good old days? And I thought, if these going to be my good old days, I don't know if I don't want these days or not, you know? That was really deep. That really touched me very, very deeply. But I said, oh, child, things are going to get better. 
you got to get easier, you know, that you just have to, you have to trust God. I'm telling Kyle, I don't care what anybody believes or what they think or whatever. My story is, if you put your trust in that higher power, he's going to bring you through. But you got to know that you know that you know that your no-nos that you know. You know, you got to trust God. And the days we live in one world now, we better trust. We better, you know, okay, you know, you know, all the people that have left this earth. Okay, you know, we just lost Mary Wilson. Several months ago, we leave, lose my great friend, Edna Wright. Edna, lead singer of the Honeycomb. My girlfriend, I walked home from, 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 from junior high school with in the, in, the, in the evening. Her dad was a minister also. And we lose Edna, we lose DJ Rogers, we lose all these great friends of mine. And, you know, people, you know, people are going to have to really, we better call on somebody because we're in trouble down here, Kyle. We're in trouble. We're, we're really in trouble. You know, that's why I know that we're going to make it through. It's going to take time. It's going to take a lot of effort. It's going to take a lot of belief. You know, it's going to take a lot of love. So we're going to make it through. We have to apply that every day. That's what I do every day. You know, I apply a little love on it. I put a little love on it. I'll be fine. Well, that's one of the most important messages right there. You know, that was part of the memory also was put a little love in your heart. But it is. It's just, you know, one powerful statement after the other, one big emotion after the other. You know, I'll bring yeah. up, you know, one of the first things that we hear off this record uh, with Touch the Hem of His Garment, which stretches back to uh, Sam Cooke, which is having, you know, another moment in the sun uh, after his portrayal in that movie One Night in Miami. But yeah. but did you, you did you know Sam Cooke? I, I had it in my head that I thought that I remembered a story that you did. Yeah, I knew him as a little girl because he used to come uh, to our church. Um, so many great people came through our church. Um, Mahalia Jackson, I would sit next to her in church. You know, I'd find her. She was my dad's great friend, and I'd find her in, in the service, you know. And, and it was she and Linda Hopkins. I would nestle in between those. I'd lay my head on Mahalia's uh, shoulder, you know, in service. And um, a lot of, uh, some Sundays, we always have guest singers, you know. And if the Soulsters, which Sam Cooke was a part of, was in town, they'd come through and they'd sing. And that's where I knew Sam Cooke from. But I always thought he was so handsome, and boy, could he sing. I would, everybody that would come through, I'd try to copy off of whatever they sung. And I was little. I had to be seven, almost eight years old, or younger. But just to, to experience that, I mean... You know, obviously, I'm a million miles away from ever having <laughs> existed in the same time as he did. But, you yeah. know, to, to, to get that firsthand experience, what stood out about this song among the many that he put out there that made you want to, to, to sing this one? Well, I'm going to tell you something. I, uh, we were sitting in the studio one night, and I knew that I wanted to do something that would lead myself and my, one of the other producers, Cherry Young. We wanted to do something that would touch Lou's heart. And so my uncle Lou Adler and, um, I said, uncle Lou, what's your favorite song? And he leaned back in his chair. He said, Oh, Mary, the hem of Sam's touch him of his garment. I said, Ooh, I said, I know that song. He said, you do. He said, well, what do you think? I said, well, I'd like to do that for you and dedicate it to you and Sam because he and Sam were very close. Matter of fact, they lived together for a while in the fifties. Uh, Lou and Sam, they were very, very close. They were like brothers, you know. So I wanted, we wanted to do something that would really make Lou happy. He said, well, Mary, did you know? I saw Lou as a little girl, you know. I said, and I would always see him at, at church. 
But um, Sam Cooper was the man. So he said, well, what do you think, Terry? So we were just kind of sitting around, and, and we had a session, a particular day where this was a, a, a date for all the, the singers, background singers. So everybody had left. We were sitting behind the board in the booth, and um, I said, you know what? We got the track. Why don't we just put it up and let's go out and sing it? And I went out and I sung that song, and it was almost like I embodied Sam Cooke. Lou said, you know, it was like you just took Sam right on. He said, we don't need to take do another take. He said, that was perfect. <laughs> I said, what? He said, no. He said, it was like I was listening to Sam out there when you were singing that song there. I said, I don't know. I said, I just felt his spirit all over me. And I went out and did that song. Here we go again. The infamous Mary Clayton does it in three takes, you know, and it was done. <laughs> yeah. I, I surprised myself, but it was so touched. It just really touched my heart, you know, when I did that song. And to be able to do it for Sam and for me, that, that, that really made us happy. And we were just carrying on. So, oh, my God, we love it. You don't need to do it again. You don't need to do it again. It sounds wonderful. I said, well, let me just do it. Oh, no, please. No, you don't need to do that again. <laughs> that was a performance right there. That was it. That was it. So that's how Sam cooked. That's how him as a garment came about. I, I, I do got to ask, have you seen the portrayal in One Night Miami that Leslie Odom Jr. does of him? Yes. I think he's wonderful. He did a fabulous job. That movie is really incredible. It really was great. I, I got to talk with Leslie, uh, I, I guess, just before that got released. And so, you know, just hearing his, I don't know, just, of course, he was nervous, you know, at that point and everything. But, uh, yeah. yeah, but as we all as we all are before uh, before a project comes out, you know, I was telling someone, they, someone I was in an interview, I think it was last week or week before, and they were saying, Terry Clayton, um, are you excited? I said, I am a nervous wreck. They said, you are nervous? I said, honey, listen, if you're not nervous about this, I always get nervous before I even go on the scene or before I get ready to go out and record. I have butterflies in my stomach. And I was always taught that if you don't have butterflies in your stomach, you're thinking of yourself higher than you are. <laughs> Uh, right. You need to go back. You need you need to go back and redo that. You need to re- get your soul together. You know. So when I saw that that uh, that Sam and and uh, Muhammad Ali, who I met when I was with Ray, and he just took over our room, and we just kind of sat around him on big pillows on the floor in one of the rooms where we were playing that. I think we were playing McCormick's Place or somewhere like that. And I thought about that when when the movie came out. I said, Wow, this was. Incredible. Then when I watched the movie, I said, oh, my God, this is really, really something. I was so, Leslie was wonderful. She was, she was really wonderful in the film. Well, it's a big thing around here. I'm in, I'm in Louisville, so, you know, home of uh, Muhammad and um, oh, yeah, Final Resting yeah, Place. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I'll, I'll bring it back around to that song, too, because the arrangement is what struck me first, you know, as I was listening to it, because after a, a time or two listening to it, it hit me that, wait a second, other than the sax that comes through that, it was all human sounds. And that's not you know, the, the case for everything on the record, but it was for that one. And I did wonder about the arrangements because, you know, f- that's so specific and done so well. That was Terry Young. We, we were, of course, we did a lot of sitting around and talking about what we needed to do and how we were going to do it. And Terry came up with it. He said, you know what? He said, why don't we just take it back to the days where they really didn't have instruments and 
the instruments and instrumentations that we want to use. Why don't we just do foot stomps and, and just voices? I said, ooh, Terry, that sounds like a great idea. He said, well, let me put it together in my head, he said, and then I'll present it to you, Lou, and see what you think about it. Well, they got together with it, and when they brought in the singers, I mean, my God, we had we had such a good time. And then when it all came together, everybody just went crazy. So, oh, my God, let's listen back. We listened back, and everybody just shouted because it was so wonderful. Well, I, so you, you got the, uh, the covers and the older songs on there. There are, of course, the new songs, too. Uh, one I definitely want to ask about um, comes because it's who it comes from. It's a very surprising place, and I'm talking about Chris Martin from Coldplay, yeah. um, which you know he does do a lot of he he puts a lot of spirituality in his own songs as well. So it's not so surprising in that point. But considering who the other writers are on the record, he seems to be the odd man out here. What's the story there? How did Chris Martin become a part of this? Well, six six to seven months um, out. Only being out of the hospital after me coming home from uh, from um, the accident, and finally was able to come home and recoup, do the rest of my recouping at home, and um, and do my therapy. The therapist would come in here, and you know, kind of doing what what normal normally would happen after you've had a situation like me. They had everything all set up, and um, it was about seven months. And my manager called me. He says, hello, darling. I said, well, hello. He says, um, I'm calling you because I got a call from Chris Martin. Was it cold place, Chris Martin? He said, yes. He said, yeah, they were calling to check on you to see how you're doing. I said, really? And he said, he told me that you were, you know, that he said, I told me that you were doing great and you're coming along and, and you, you, you're doing fine. And we're looking for a speedy recovery. He said, and Chris asked him, he says, well, um, Alan, is there anything that we can do or um, we just wanted to know because we're going to be in town in about two weeks and we wanted to know if America could just kind of come and hang out with us in the studio. It'd be, be a great time for her to get out and, um, you know, just, you know, get her sea legs almost again. You know, that, that sounds good to me. I said, go into the studio. What studio? And they wouldn't tell me. So uh, the car comes, you know, and the driver and the whole bit. They get me in the car and everything went well. We're driving down. And I said, oh, my God, there's A&M, the old A&M studio, which is something studio now. And it's long limousine pulled into A&M. I said, what are we doing here? He said, they didn't want me to tell you, but they're going to be doing some, some studio work here. And they wanted you to come. So we get in. And we talk and laugh. And so he looks at me and he says, Mary. And uh, they do the first song. He says, come go with me outside. And he says, come go to the piano. So we get to the piano. And he says, he says, you know what? Can you sing this little part right here? I said, what part, Chris? And he plays it. I said, well, yeah, I guess I can sing that part. I'm thinking, I'm thinking he's going to, you know, ask me some advice or something on, on the part. He says, you know, it really would be nice if you could put that on for us. <laughs> I said, what? I said, well, I didn't come to sing. He said, well, just a little, just a little, little part right here. <laughs> so I put it on. I put it on. He said, oh, that's great. He looked at me. He said, have you been singing? I said, Chris, I've been in the hospital for five months. He said, oh, my God. He says, Mary, you got to sing again. I said, well, well we'll be talking about it. He said, I tell you what, if you ever record again, he said, I want to write something for you. 
So we took him up. I told Lou about it. Lou called him. He said, hey, man, we in with Mary. And uh, he said, in with Mary? He said, yeah. He says, well, I'm going to write something for Mary. So Chris sent over um, uh, that beautiful song, Love is a Mighty River, and it was just what we needed. It's, it's so interesting, you know, as you talk about that, because when, when Chris says, when you say that Chris says, you know, that it's just a little part, and I think, how many moments have you had these little parts that become these gigantic moments in all of these songs? I mean, of course, I'm thinking about, like, Cornflake Girl and, and, and all of those moments yeah. right there. You it know, was always just... a little part, just like a tapestry way over yonder. Right, I'm going right. Out, I'm going out to dinner, and I stopped by the studio to get a credit card from my husband. He and Carol and the Lua in the studio, and Carol was waving me in. I said, well, what waving me in for? So she said, oh, just put, can you just put this little part on right here? Well, I guess so. And so, as a result, it was way over yonder, the duet that we did on Tapestry. You know, and then I put my little part on, and I went on out to dinner with my girlfriend. Don't think anything about it. It ends up being one of the greatest albums of all time. (laughs) I'm telling you. But see, the thing was with Chris, and and before we knew it, three months later, it was number one album all over the world. It was a kaleidoscope. But, But, you know, it was fun. We had a great time. We had a nice prayer with all of the, I had a great prayer with the guys and sort of blessed the project, you know, that they were working on. And I'm, I'm going to bless your project. I'm not going to sing on anything. But I'm not going to, if I can't bless it, then I can't sing on it. You know, that's just, that's just who I am. Well, it's um, you you brought up your husband a couple times, and 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 he sort of makes an appearance here too. We should point out your late husband's on here because um, you re-recorded uh, Leon Russell's a song for you, uh, a song that yeah. was back on your. It was a self-titled record um, originally mm-hmm. uh, back in '71, and and I'll let you tell the story. But uh, he he you've get, you've given him a solo on the record, right? Well, he always had a solo on the record from the Mary Clayton album. He did the solo, the saxophone solo, and um, when we were doing it, Lou was very mysterious about what was going on with that solo. First, it was going to be a guitar, and we had specific people that were going to come in and put on the guitar solo. You know, and uh, that didn't, you know, that didn't pan out. So um, we were sitting one day and Lou says, Mary, what about a song for you? This is before we knew we were going to do so. I said, oh, that would be great. I said, you really think we should redo it? He said, oh, my God, that was in 71 the last time you did it. He said, it'd be, I think it would be great. And then Terry says, well, he says, just, just do it from your soul and from your spirit. You don't have to do it the same way, but just do it from your heart and from your soul, you know. So I went out, I put the vocal on, they loved it. What they love with me is I always love to do a performance. I don't go to I don't go to the studio to be in the studio ninety nine hours. See I've done all of my prep work at home or, you know, wherever I'm gonna do it. I don't I don't go to the studio to prep what I'm gonna do before I go out and sing it. When I go, when I get to the studio, I get, I'm in the studio to perform the song because you don't get the full spectrum and the heart and the soul of the song. It to me, this is my, this is what I record. We do it that way. So when I did it, we're still talking about this solo. We saw Mary. That was just great. That was just great. So he says, "Okay, let's just go to the next song." Not knowing that he and Terry had something up their sleeve that they were going to pull the solo from the Mary Clayton album that Curtis did and put it on this record. And he called my son. He says, Kevin, 
I'm going to send something over for you and your mom to listen to, but you have to be there with her. And we're sitting listening, and Kevin says, Mom, we wants us to listen to this. I said, okay. We start listening. We come to the solo, and here comes Curtis. And, of course, you know my heart was in my stomach, and I was just bawled. We both did, because we didn't know that was going to happen. So Lou Carl said, I, could be, I can't think of anybody better to put on for the solo. It's just, it, 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 was, it was just outstanding. He says, what do you think? He says, that's one of the greatest solos you ever heard? I said, yes, I think I've heard that solo before. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I said, oh, Lou, I love it so, so much. He said, I knew you were going to love it. He said, we had to hide it from you because, you know, you're very nosy and you want to know everything that's going on. <laughs> he said, so, he said, so, what do you think? I said, it's incredible. I said, I have to go take a nap now. He says, okay. <laughs> he said, okay, Mary, go take a nap. <laughs> but it was so emotional. It was so emotional for us, myself and my, and, you know, and our son. It was very, very emotional. So that's how songs for you happen. I'm very, very happy about that. No, it's great. And, and, you know, for it to arrive, just, I don't know if it's coincidentally, but, you know, it's, it's, it is the 50th anniversary of that record, of that amazing self-titled Mary Clayton record. And I've gone back, I mean, I've listened to that record, you know, a thousand times in my life, probably, I don't know. Wow, wow. But I, I do love it. It, what, you know, and it seems to, like, it came at a time, you know, you doing Southern Man on there must have said so much. I, I did wonder, like, what does that record say today that it said back then? Or, you know, because it probably, unfortunately, still says a lot of the same things. It, it, it does. It absolutely says the same thing because we're going through the same crap. Now, how about that? We're going through the same crap. Nothing has changed. <laughs> Nothing's changed. I mean, it's gotten worse. You know, we're, we're going through the drama, the drama of it all. You know, from, from the Southern man, Southern man, oh, my God, I can't even believe Southern man. And we're going through the same stuff. It, it, makes, it makes you sick to your stomach. You know, and you wonder when, and you know, being a mother of two gorgeous black young men and a gorgeous black grandson, you know, you, 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 you no, no one in our family is out after a certain hour. You know, you can't do, you just can't willy nilly be out in the street. There are certain places that you can't go. You can't, you, you know, you can't be because of, you know, the police situation. You know, because of the gang situation, it doesn't matter if you live in Beverly Hills, Bel Air, it doesn't matter. You know, you have got to be really careful and careful. And that's the way we've always lived our lives. You know, as an African-American mother, I'm, you know, I, 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 I love my children. I love my grandchildren. And I don't know what I would do if something would transpire between my my children, grandchildren, uh, regarding the situation that the world is in today. That's why we're very, very close-knit family. We stay close, close to the best of each other all the time, all the time. You know, and that's just the way that is, and that's the way we'll probably always be. You know, and my boys are, are very aware of that. These young men are very aware, and my grunts are very aware. Everybody checks in. Everybody knows what's going on. Everybody don't go certain places. You don't, you know, not that we want to, but I mean, my God, here we are in a pandemic and we're still dealing with racism. <laughs> you're, you're dealing with police brutality. 
You're dealing with the same crap that you were dealing with in 1970-71 all over the world. You know, and you know, as far as I'm concerned, that's a spirit. That's a spirit that's been unleashed all over our country. That's a serious spirit. You know, and if people don't really pray and go to the Father with all of this stuff, then it's going to be the same state for a very, very, very long time. You know, we'll be, we'll be gone. And it still will be going on. You know, people are dying every day, Paul. That's sad. Every day. You know, it's, it's, it's really sad. It's a little disheartening. But I still believe that uh, I know what I know. I believe what I believe. Full circle. Full circle moment right there. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I know what I know, and I believe what I believe, and I'm going to live how I'm supposed to live. That just goes back again, the testament of this record with Beautiful Scars, what you're singing about, of course, how you're singing it too, but uh, the message, uh, it could not be more important than it is right now, and I so appreciate it. Oh, thank you, Kyle. It's so sweet. Thank you so much. Mary, this is, uh, I mean, again, it's such an honor to talk to you, and and especially, uh, I'm so happy, so happy that you're back with a new record. Again, I know it's been a long time, so thank you for doing this. Look, it's been a long time coming, but I believe a change has come. We go, we go back to Sam Cook. I believe right. a change has come. <laughs> thank you so much, Kyle. Blessings and lots of love to you, sweetheart. You too, and thank you so much. We'll see you around. You're more than welcome. Bye-bye. My thanks, Mary Clayton. The new record is called Beautiful Scars, and it's out now. Thanks to you for checking out this episode. Please do hit that subscribe button before you get out of here. Uh, Again, three new interviews every single week. iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, YouTube, anywhere you get your favorite podcasts from, just subscribe to Kyle Meredith With. Then after that, head over to WFPK.org, where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern, an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound has your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media spots, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all three of them, at Kyle Meredith. Also TikTok at Kyle Meredith 81 uh, Please like and follow along. Make sure to say hi when you do. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. This has really been a trip. We're all out of whack. (laughs) Do you read Stephen King? Good news. There's a club for you. The Losers Club. Every Friday, us losers journey through the never-ending wastelands of King's Dominion. We sink our teeth into each of King's novels, dive deep into the lore, and review every adaptation. Even better, we're always having guests over. Thomas Jane, Will Wheaton, Mary Lambert, Mick Garris. The list goes on. So what are you waiting for? Join us as we read on through long days and pleasant nights. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.